You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're very happy on the Paracast with Gene and Chris to announce the return of the one and only Brad Steiger, who has written more books than almost anybody except, I think, for Walter B. Gibson, who wrote all those novels about the shadow. So I think number two has to be Brad Steiger. He's written so many books, I feel jealous. I was privileged to spend an entire evening with my hero, Walter B. Gibson, because I was an amateur magician, and as you know, he wrote several books on magic together with his wife. So it's interesting, one by one, it seems as though I've met uh, nearly all of my heroes, and uh, that's been a pleasure for me reading as a boy and listening to The Shadow every Sunday. So, yes, you should explain Walter to B. our Gibson. listeners that Walter B. Gibson was not just a magician. He wrote over 300 novels for Street and Smith featuring the famed pulp fiction character The Shadow. You know, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. It's the men. Right. Yes, uh, they were about 25,000 words each, but that doesn't diminish the number of titles. It still takes... Plenty of time and energy. One a week. One a week, he wrote for many years. Wow. Chris, do you feel jealous? I I, I feel honored to have uh, uh, Mr. Steiger here. Uh, You have been truly an inspiration to me in in my life. I have learned more from you as an author, crack researcher, and investigator, probably than any other single writer. And I I really want to uh, say that, Gene, at the top of the show here. Brad, you're one of my heroes, so... You're, well, you're, thank you, Chris. You push, you push that ball down the field, and we're, you know, we're uh, standing on the shoulders of giants here. Well, thank you very much, and I have two of your books uh, right off, staring me in the face. So uh, you're in there, my man. You're coming up. <laughs> well, it's a tough job, uh, and somebody has to do it. And I'll tell you, you and Sherry have really done. It. <laughs> You guys have done way more than uh, above and beyond the Call of Duty, and my bookshelf is filled with books that I have dragged around. I don't know how many moves I've made, and I've made sure I've got uh, I've got my Steiger books there. Well, thank you. That's you're making me uh, get verklempt here. So, thank you very much. Verklempt is one of these obscure Jewish words. For those of us <laughs> who are not obscure, <laughs> hey, you know, before we get started with you, Brad. I wanted to kind of recall our show last week because I had a couple of comments. Maybe you want to drop in some opinions on it. We had Mike Barra, whom, as you probably know, is someone who has researched strange artifacts on the moon and on Mars and has written stuff also about an alleged secret space program. Now, I'll just make a few comments, Brad, and you don't have to comment if you want to. Certainly chime in. Number one, Chris, as you recall, he made this comment that It's one of these conservative, liberal, political arguments that liberals do not like the space program. And I guess mentioned as an example, former Vice President Walter Mondale. Now, I want to get into the politics here because that's another show and another network and another format. I'll simply talk about whether liberals or conservatives are in favor of the space program. I'll just state one thing here, which I think is correct. The one compelling vision for space exploration came from John Kennedy, that we'd land a man on the moon Mm -hmm. before 1970, which happened. I think everything else, as far as space exploration, was an also-ran. 
I think the space shuttle was just a holding pattern. You hear these vague comments from different presidents and others. Oh, we'll get back to the moon in 10, 20 years. Maybe we'll be on Mars in 2030 or thereabouts. I think that's a cop-out. Now, looking at how many years this has happened, Brad, do you have any response to that before I go on? Uh, I think it's uh, one of those statements. Uh, (laughs) I I have to ask, what basis do you have for making that evaluation other than a personal prejudice? You mean in terms of no vision for space exploration? Yeah, and uh, at liberals. Liberals are not uh, interested in space exploration. That was one from Mike Bauer. That was his conclusion. Okay, that was our yeah, guest conclusion. It's not my conclusion. I think both political no, parties... No, I understood that. Sure, sure. I think I both political parties... I don't know his basis except maybe, you know, he's of the conservative persuasion, therefore that's a conservative <laughs> viewpoint. That would be my first guess, yes. <laughs> well, it, it's, um, you know, I don't want to get into politics either. That's not my thing. And that's... Uh, uh, I decided to be uh, political independent in fourth grade, and I stuck with that. Thankfully, Sherry has the same philosophy, but we're, we're very uh, politically active in terms of our observation and our study. And, of course, so we could write books like Conspiracy and Secret Societies without having an agenda, which is why we think that book has been so successful, because it really is an encyclopedia of conspiracies. And every other conspiracy book out there, you know, takes has an agenda, goes one way or the other. So uh, I hear someone saying something like, you know, an all-inclusive, allness statement, liberals are not in favor. And I think of all the writers I know who are quite liberal, who have been writing science fiction for decades, and I I think the space program has been a lure for both sides of the political aisle. And uh, statements like that, all the statements, you know, always I have a knee-jerk reaction to that. Chris, you want to chime in before we go on? Well, yeah, and I, it, I mean, <laughs> let's get real. The amount of money that we spend defending ourselves against so-called box box cutter carrying terrorists and and this whole war on terror, which is fueling runaway defense spending in this country, defense spending that could be. I think much better applied to uh, manned space exploration, uh, maybe feeding the poor, clothing people. Um, you know, again, I, I, I agree with Brad. I don't, you know, in, in Eugene, I don't think this is really a political forum. But, you know, to me, it's a forest for the trees thing. If, if we actually took our spending and devoted it into uh, exploration of space and, and the other things I mentioned, I think I think this country and the world would be better served by that. Well, there's always the argument about military-industrial complex. They keep it going because they want to enrich themselves. And, of course, there are also lots and lots of stories about what might be going on with an alleged, and this is another conspiracy, an alleged secret space program. And obviously Mike Barra subscribes to the alleged or real or imagined secret space program, which is basically saying that a lot of things are going on behind the scenes and not spy satellites. We know that but implying there have been manned explorations and that the public space program is just a public relations kind of deal. You guys have a comment on that? Well, years ago, and I had this in my book, um, Mysteries of Time and Space, when I was asked to come 
I was living in Chicago at the time and was asked to come to one of the offices of one of the major airlines, an executive. We met at his home, I shouldn't say his office on the uh, on the airport, but in his home, he asked me to come there because he said aliens had contacted him and they were going to demonstrate a number of their instruments or technology that could be very useful to to our uh, fledgling form of, of aeronautics. I bet you you cleared your calendar for so, that one. Oh, yes. Now, just to uh, you know, cover my bets, I had uh, uh, one of my best friends was a former uh, special operative, and I asked him to come along as a, you know, just a, so I had someone in my corner for sure. And it was very fascinating. And the way it turned out to me, to my opinion, and the way I evaluated it, it seemed to me that these, well, they all spoke with a slight German accent, which I thought was uh, unusual for aliens, but, you know. German-speaking aliens. Okay. Can you dig that? We have Brad Steiger joining. Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out as seenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SCENE1, S-E-E-N number 1, SCENE1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code Scene 1 to save 10%. Good day. Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources. September 28, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 1780.90. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1824.68, 912.34 for a half ounce, or 456.17 for a quarter ounce. That's 1824.68, 912.34, and 456.17. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. 
We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all-natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Brad Steiger, author of millions of books. He wrote 10 just between the first 10, 15 minutes of the show and now. But... Well, well my feet are free. You know, I can type with my toes. People say I tell bad jokes. That's not a joke. It's just a statement. Brad, you started on a long monologue there, and unfortunately, electronics and hard brakes kind of obscured well, it. So let's continue. German accents well, kind of shades of Beck and Barney Hill, huh? And... <laughs> well, I, I want to make this uh, brief. I'll try to summarize. It, it seemed to me the more I have studied uh, about um, the technology of the Germans before World War II and uh, the um, very remarkably beautiful mediums who were channeling from the elder bonds and and this was in a german secret society now they they claimed that they had what we would call ufos or flying saucers in the 1930s their society not necessarily the nazis but i think they were working also we have you're talking about the thule Thule society brad pardon me the the thule society Yes, yes. That, that was what, this 19, was the whole, 1925 or something, correct? So we think. It seems to have begun long before that, and, of course, they've reorganized. They're now in Italy. They have reorganized, and they're rising again, I have found out. But And this time they're all female. <laughs> there are no men in the group. But But at any rate, they told a fascinating story about coming to the United States in the early... Uh, 1920s, finding caves in the old coal mines in southern Illinois. 
And from there, they had created their aircraft, their vehicles, by which they went back and forth to the moon and had established bases on the moon. Now, we've heard this a number of times, haven't we, as an allegation or as, uh, you know, what seems a preposterous claim, but we start hearing it enough times and we say, well, anyway, they made this claim and they, so it seemed to me that these were not aliens, but rather they were disguising as aliens or for their purpose of making contact. At any rate, they did demonstrate powder which a man had driven his Cadillac all summer using just this powder and water from his garden hose and then they demonstrated they had a large engine from from an airliner and they set it on fire and then they just took a little squirt of something like, like an atomizer and squirted it on it and the flames went out immediately. So they were saying what a what an attribute this would be to any fire department, and of course the idea of powdered gasoline. And they said, and they had also demonstrated in an aircraft. These people then wanted to make a big deal with and with, with the airlines. And I said, you know, I don't think this is going to happen. I said to the executive, I said, I think after this wonderful demonstration, uh, they will disappear and you'll probably never hear from them again, which is exactly what happened, except for one interesting fellow uh, who seemed of Italian origin, and he kind of kept in touch through for quite some time, just teasing, you know, and I thought this is some kind of cosmic or <laughs> plain earthly scam. A friend of mine in the advertising business in Chicago learned of this and kept trying to get information. And then mysteriously, these frauleins from outer space begin to appear. And he thought, you know, he, he had been a fighter pilot in the Korean conflict and he thought, you know, I'm going to take a couple of these gals out and get them drunk and find out what really happened, you know, who they really are. They can't be from outer space, but they claim to be. Well, the gist of that adventure was they drank him completely under the table. He said they were drinking, and he was, they were, he was serving them doubles, and and they were uh, drinking it like, like lemonade. And then they all disappeared. Okay, so they all disappeared. What do you mean disappeared? Like beamed out? Just disappeared. I won't be dramatic to beam out. They just were no longer in contact. I had one meeting. I drove the trains for the system in Chicago going from one suburb to another to meet one of them who was supposed to show up at this rather shady bar in one of the suburbs. And after traveling several hours, I, I made my appointment on time, but uh, the individual never showed. But it was one of those situations that got increasingly weird because I'd be walking down the streets of Chicago. Then we had telephone booths, you remember, sometimes one on every block or so. And the telephone would ring and ring, and I'd be walking by, and something just told me, go in and pick it up. And time after time, it was for me. Now, this gives you that uneasy feeling wow. of being watched. 
you know, someone's always someone's always keeping it. So it sounds uh, like one of those old on man in black conspiracies that we hear from from exactly. John Peel. Yeah, this, this kept up. Uh, I last made contact with the uh, airline executive who is now retired and living in the Southwest, uh, not in Illinois anymore, not in Chicago anymore. And we touched bases on this uh, just a few years ago, and that's the last I've heard from him. Uh, I, because I wanted to know if they had indeed, you know, made any more contact with the gasoline and, and with the fire extinguisher and several other things which they claimed. But it seemed to me when I began to study, you know, the, the various secret societies in Germany that they had, there was a group that allegedly or seemed to come to North America. Now, I also knew someone who, a medium, a very strong spirit medium, who had come from that um, coal mining area in southern Illinois. And she, um, well, you know, for whatever information you want to credit to a medium, she happened to be an extraordinary one who had been uh, examined and tested by several groups, both here and in United Kingdom. Uh, she tuned in and, and she said that you know she definitely could see the bases and she thought back when she was a little girl of all the mysterious things that would happen in in the uh, town in southern Illinois. So, I, you know, there's just we have mysteries within mysteries in this field, and you know I find it endlessly fascinating to pursue these. It's difficult sometimes, and this I always try to do is to kind of recognize it as magic theater, you know, because when we decided, Sherry and I decided to get back into the UFO field, uh, she had uh, worked for a time just before his death, the last two years of his life, with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. And we had, I had pretty much gone into the paranormal, not writing, interested in too much UFO because I had run into so many uncomfortable situations. Before we go on, we get to our next part. I have to ask you about the uncomfortable situations. We have Brad Steiger joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Fake Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. 
Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. What do you do when your propane runs out and you don't have a large amount of wood for cooking? That's when you need a Grover Rocket Stove from StockStorage.com. The Grover Rocket Stove starts easily with any combustible material like junk mail, small twigs, leaves, weeds, or dry sagebrush. Then just add a small amount of kindling wood and you'll be cooking entire meals in minutes. Grover Rocket Stoves are made right here in the USA and are built to last a lifetime using heavy-duty thick-gauge steel and are painted with high-temp paint to withstand heat. Go to StockStorage.com and see three great Grover Rocket Stoves, stainless steel, heavy-duty, or our original Grover Rocket Stove for only $135 and get free shipping to the lower 48. For phone orders, call 801-361-6984 or go to StockStorage.com. That's 801-361-6984 or StockStorage.com. The original Grover Rocket Stove Minimal Wood Use Cooking Stoves. Available exclusively from StockStorage.com. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Brad Steiger joining us with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. When we broke, you were talking about some uncomfortable things that had happened that sort of encouraged you to stay away from UFOs. Yes, the you know the whole men in black thing, which I, I think is is two pronged. I, I think. They're again getting back to magic theater. When you mention that, I'm going to ask you for specifics in a second. I'll just tell you that I did the stupidest thing in my life twice. I've done a lot of stupid things, but these, you know, of all the stupid things I've done, I've done this twice. Back in 1969, I leased a fire engine red Pontiac. Remember Pontiac? Okay, with the biggest Mm -hmm. engine. It was, you know, kind of almost like a race car. The license plate was 3MIB. 
for three men in black. <laughs> Custom license plate. Within a thousand miles. I tell you the truth. I kid you not, as someone once said on TV. Within a thousand miles, the transmission leaked and had to be overhauled. That car delivered misery after misery. Finally made a deal with a dealer <laughs> to give it back. I got myself a blue Toyota with a generic license plate, and everything was fine. Well, being very stupid, I have a Honda now, and the license plate is VMIB. No, okay. All right. Now, just the other day, the battery went, which is, it's not, you know, an old car. But, of course, in Arizona, they tell you batteries go very frequently because of the hot summers, hot weather. Okay, nothing unusual. But I have also had a year of amazing reverses in my business since using that license plate. And Chris kind of knows what I'm getting at. Maybe some of our listeners do. I won't get into great detail. The key is here, I think at this point, I should switch back the license plate to something more generic. Do you I think, think so. that? Do you think maybe I'm inviting something by having that license plate? I'm serious. I, I think so. I, I'm serious too. Uh, you know, a few years ago when we were maybe having lunch together in New York or talking as we walked the streets, I think we both would have laughed at that. But at this point, I think uh, one can invite these things, and that's you know the kind of what uh, Sherry and I did when we decided to go back into the UFO research field i think you do invite things and uh, it it gets very uncomfortable and it's very difficult to stay balanced you really have to uh, take a time out very often and and um, gee i i didn't know about this story gene but um, I would change license plates. It's funny. I wrote to the Arizona Motor Vehicle Bureau. They have a place where you send an email when you have an inquiry. Mm -hmm. And I said, how do I change the mm -hmm. license plate back to the original? I have the original license plate. It's just a matter of changing paperwork. I could use it. And I sent it twice and got no response. So maybe they want me to be stuck in this. I'm going to call them. Chris, what's your opinion of that? <laughs> you didn't say anything, Chris. I mean, you're educated on the trickster. You're the trickster expert on the planet. And when I made this decision, you didn't say, Gene, are you sure you really want to go through with this? Well, you know, I kind of wondered about that, Gene. I, I really did. Um, I, I, I just didn't want to freak you out. Um, as, as Brad, I'm sure, will attest, many of these subject areas that we're so fascinated with um, tend to be reflective. And they tend to mirror back at us what we put towards them. So... I often tell people if I take them out on sky watches or TV uh, shoots or whatever at night, I say, look, if something does happen, be sure to be as neutral as possible because if you react in a place of fear, you're going to have something to be afraid of. And uh, yeah, this man. has been kind of a exactly. this has been a mantra of mine for many years with people that are going out into the field, and I think this is a perfect illustration of how reflective these things can be. What What do you think, Brad? Well, I, I agree totally. You know the, and I know that you are, uh, you know, a fellow trickster enthusiast. You know, um, in my Mysteries of Time and Space, back 1972, I have the chapter three tricksters in black, passport to paranoia, three tricksters in black. That's what I called the the men in black uh, in the early 1970s. And this is the what I've concluded as well is that we and th that's why I say magic theater because you enter you you create a separate reality of which 
at first you were studying from a distance, but when you make the decision to enter it, and I know this sounds very melodramatic, but I'm serious at this point. When you make a decision to enter it, then you have to play by rules that seemingly would not make any sense. It, it's a whole new uh, dichotomy of, of uh, reality that you have to be prepared to explore. And that's why I, I think so many researchers who began at the same time that I did in the um, late 50s and 60s are left the field long ago because I know some of them had just uh, very, very uncomfortable and even maddening kind of situations. You do have to stay balanced. And that's very difficult when you find yourself believing that you are totally objective, that you are a balanced individual, and you find yourself dealing with as if you have suddenly placed yourself into a fantasy novel, a science fiction novel. Or, and I'm going way back now to the Fae, the We People. You know, there is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a TV show now that depicts supposed Fae activities called Lost Girl. Ever hear of that? Canadian TV series on the Sci-Fi Channel, Brad? I've heard of it, but I didn't know what it was about. It's about the Fae, where everybody there has different powers and all like that. Of course... The Fae are also depicted in the TV show True Blood. So the folklore mm -hmm. becomes semi-real. Right, right. Now, I have also made contact with individuals who believe they are, I mean, they do not look like Tinkerbell. I mean, they, they look like kind of smallish, regular human types. Uh, yeah, I, I think we, we've known of this in legend and song and fable for centuries, haven't we? And I think uh, this is a very real kind of situation. Now, I made contact, no, I didn't make contact. It made contact with me or vice versa. When I was not quite five years old, I looked out my bedroom window and saw what I clearly thought was uh, an elf, a fairy, standing on the uh, wash pail. We just had, we didn't have running water in those days. We had to pump at the well, and this was uh, a tub, a wash tub. That I, that's what awakened me, was the sound of this being dragged across the lawn, and I looked out and saw this smallish person uh, looking in the kitchen window at my parents. And then very slowly, he turned and, you know, we made eye contact. And uh, in one way or in another, I, uh, I have encountered that being, you know, all, all of my adult life as well in very interesting kind of situations. And in that way, uh, uh, I am Scandinavian-American, and I feel like I'm uh, inherited Pierre Gint, who, uh, you know, the great... Uh, Norwegian composer created this uh, story of a man who is followed throughout his entire life by a representative. And and the, um, the Scandinavian traditions were, were very much uh, alive for me and, and my family. And I feel besides the, ha the house having regular haunting phenomena, 
I just felt that you know I was well prepared for my uh, life of research because I you know I grew up this had, our farm home had been the old uh, stagecoach stop and my sister and I were uh, perpetually awakened at night by uh, people walking around in our bedrooms in period costume we were awakened several nights the whole family especially my mother I would run downstairs to my bedroom and there's because we would hear the sounds of horses carrying a wagon and or stagecoach and we'd just look at each other and say well they're back again there you go again so as someone was, once said we've got Brad Stagger joining us with Gene and Chris you're in the Paracast <laughs> The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag... All sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. That's the sound of your door being kicked in by an intruder with a single kick. That's the sound of the same door now protected by the Door Sentinel at MySafeDoor.com. Go to MySafeDoor.com right now and watch the amazing video. At MySafeDoor.com, you'll learn how to turn your home into a fortress with the Door Sentinel. 16 kicks later, and the Door Sentinel is still holding strong. MySafeDoor.com. That's MySafeDoor.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Every day, nearly 3,000 families enter into foreclosure and face losing their home. If you're currently behind on your mortgage, you can still avoid foreclosure. You can save your home, but you need to act now. We're Allied State Foreclosure Services. We're experts in saving homes from foreclosure. With just one phone call to us, you can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, and save your home. Call now. The call is free with no obligation. 1-800-597-8843. Call us if you've been threatened with foreclosure, denied loan modification, or missed a payment on your mortgage. If you've been a victim of a predatory loan or are upside down on your mortgage, even if you've lost your job and you're worried about losing your home, don't wait. Call us now and let us help you save your home. 
You've worked hard to build a life with your family. Let us help you keep your home. Call now before it's too late. 1-800-597-8843. 1-800-597-8843. 1-800-597-8843. For years, you've been hearing about Herbal Healer Academy and how it's remained the leader in effective, alternative, and natural medicine and education. But how can they continue to hold that title for years on end? The answer is high quality and huge selection. Just visit HerbalHealer.com and shop online or request a free catalog. You're bound to find the alternative you're looking for. Did you know that Herbal Healer carries the latest, safest, and effective weight loss products? You can also count on Herbal Healer for the largest selection of safe and natural supplements just for children. And don't forget your pets. Herbal Healer even has natural mineral supplements for all your animals, including horses, cows, and birds. Take a peek at their online calendar, and you're sure to find everything you need and maybe something you didn't realize you needed. Visit HerbalHealer.com, and don't forget to sign up for the free Herbal Healer newsletter. HerbalHealer.com, working with the power of nature. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Just to mention that Brad Steiger recently released a second edition of a book called Real Ghosts, Restless Spirits, and Haunted Places. And it's interesting to have this book because from what you're telling me, your childhood home is almost a haunted place, right? Yes, yes. Uh, we had uh, continuing phenomena. It was interesting... My father would simply observe and not comment, but my my mother and sister and I we we were uh, <laughs> continually uh, entertained. One of the things that we had, and and this is in I, I looked it up in an old Norwegian text. It's called the Vardoger, and that's the sound. It's almost it's kind of like a spiritual doppelganger you hear the sounds of arrival before the people actually arrive. And this is really hard to get in touch with, to deal with, because I would, when I was then a teenager, and my 41 Chevrolet, I would come home on Saturday night before the rest of the family, and I would be up in my bedroom, and then I would hear the sounds of the door opening and closing, the footsteps moving around as they got ready for bed. Uh, the parakeet would shriek, oh, welcome back to the family. I'd hear all this. And then after a time, I would shout down the stairs, good night, everyone, good night. No answer, no answer. And about that time, I would see their headlights coming down a very long lane. Now, the first few times that happens, you say, oh, my God, you know, I'm here alone, and there's people running through our farm home. Are they vandalizing? Are they stealing? Until you realize that's the sound of exactly the sound that the family will make when they really do enter the door. Now, again, this has happened, uh, again, Sherry and I are both of, Scandinavian American descent, and um, Sherry has been treated to my Vardoger a number of times. Uh, in the, in the rare occasions when we are not together, and I've been checking the mail, or whatever, hearing the sounds come in, and so forth, and thinking I'm there. And then maybe five, ten minutes later, I am. So 
whether Ghost or Vardoger or whatever, but uh, growing up in that environment served me well as someone who then went for many, many years investigating haunted houses. But it, it did it a disservice, a strange disservice to me in another way, because none of these phenomena growing up were threatening. They were not violent. They were noisy. They pounded on walls and slammed doors, but they never touched anyone. They never hurt anyone. And the the beings walking through, I shouldn't say beings, the entities, the phenomena walking through, it was like watching a television program. On rare occasions, it would make eye contact with someone, but it might be accidental. did not prepare me then for going out on the larger scale and encountering entities that were not pleasant and did not resist punching and pushing and even smashing doors to demonstrate the fact that they didn't want me there. Hmm. Picked up some really, really interesting uh, points here. And one thing that I've always been intrigued by is some sort of genetic attraction. Certain uh, cultures, you, you and Sherry uh, are Scandinavian Americans, and so so you you seem to have attracted um, types of, of folkloric entities, uh, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. uh, that correspond with that genetic. Uh, uh, makeup. Uh, do you think that this is uh, something that needs to be further uh, researched and studied? I, I had a very interesting experience that I investigated. Um, it was a actually a brujo in training, a uh, Hispanic guy. He was in his uh, late 20s. He was elk hunting, and he heard a, a twig crack. Uh, he, he actually had a, a bull elk in, in his uh, bow and arrow sights. He was actually bow hunting, and he turned and looked, and it was a leprechaun in the San Luis Valley, mm -hmm. and uh, that that particular case has always just boggled my mind. Now, how can a Hispanic brujo in training see a leprechaun in southern Colorado? It, it just, you know, we had another actually sighting by another Hispanic family a couple of weeks later. So, so my question is, do you think that there is some sort of genetic attractor quality to uh, to some of these phenomenal entities and events? Well, it's taken me till I'm 76, Chris, but I've begun to reach that conclusion that these things are not by chance. They're not by coincidence because I no longer believe in coincidence. And the whole ancestor thing uh, we associate, you know, with Asia, and sometimes we think that's quaint, and, and we, of course, have uh, progressed beyond that. Well, no, no, no. This is a very viable religious and cultural tradition that I think we have to start paying attention to. Uh, I found out, for example, it took me many, many years, but the couple that would come and look at my bed, down at me in my bed, I made eye contact with them. The other entities seemed to be waiting for the stagecoach because that had been the stagecoach stop. But I saw them pictures when I later in my life, and that these were my great great grandparents. They were uh, the first of our family to live in that house. So I began then to say, well, is there something to this ancestral lineage? You know that we do inherit certain things. Now, my mother, my mother, if she had not been uh, raised a strict Methodist. Uh, she she easily could have been a, a medium. 
in fact, she would have uh, she would communicate with a small, smallish woman that would come and, and speak to her at night, and she would advise my father, you know, that when there was a storm coming, uh, you know, be careful, there may be hail and so forth. And she uh, tells of seeing angels appear uh, walking in the the road, the gravel road outside of her home. And she saw the angel go down and into their neighbor's home, and the man died that night. And she and her sister, her sister also, who is extremely, solidly based in reality, a no-nonsense kind of person, substantiates my my mother's account because she was with my mother when they both saw the angel. So there's certainly that tradition. My uh, paternal grandmother was the town librarian and began reading, you know, the, uh, the Scandinavian legends and so forth, along with Shakespeare, which he read to me when I was a child as well. Uh, she was a very literate person. She was a town librarian, and most of the town's library books were made up of, of books from her library that she was no longer using. She had an enormous library at home, which I just, you know, plowed into every time I stayed overnight with grandma. So I think there is that which you may not be totally conscious of growing up, and then things start to come together. Things start to, well, for example, as I said, that little elf or whatever has followed me, and trickster aspect, never cruel, just very frustrating. Uh, My sister was uh, visiting her son in Washington, D.C. last summer, and she called to ask if I would check the plants in her home to see that they had water. And I said, of course. Now I have her key. I have it in a special box. I have it in a special container within that special box, so I never lose my sister's key. I went to get it so I could go over and check her plants, and the key was not there. The key was not there in my box, within the box, within the box was not there. I go crazy. I look all over. I don't know what I'm going to do. I go back and forth. I think, well, maybe this key will work. (laughs) Knowing it won't, but you know you have to do something. So I went back and forth, and finally I'm about to call her in, in D.C. and say, I'm sorry, is there someone else that has a key? When I come back after the third time going to see if a key would work, there is her key on top of my telephone. Ow. Just another little just another little reminder. Just another little game. Just another little trick. Just another saying. You know, I haven't left you, buddy. <laughs> we we connected when you were not quite five and we're still bosom buddies. Little creature, kind of the thing. little critter is still after you, still yeah. watching what you're yeah. doing, hopefully with a positive intent rather than a negative intent. We never know. Well, obviously, just a fun, just fun. Just, just having that fun, you know. Thing, but, came yeah, over, you but know what, you, you live in the Midwest, they wanted to come over and have a beer with you. Brad Steiger joining us Probably. with Gene and Chris. Yes, <laughs> you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Oh. 
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and Body Extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and Body Extract for long and healthy life. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So did the leprechaun or trickster want to have a beer with Brad Steinberg? Well, look, I wouldn't call him a leprechaun, of course. I would call him a Nisa or a Haldrafolk. But that's approximately who they are. Leprechaun would... Uh, not quite relate, but I say, you know, they're each, we call them the same, uh, excuse me, we call them different names from nation to nation, culture to culture, but we're all talking about the same we folk, the hidden folk, that's what Haldar folk means, the hidden folk. And we're talking about the same entities that maybe we're talking about when we talk about the men in black. That We're talking about the same entities when we're talking about the greys, or we're talking about aliens. Maybe they're alien in the sense that, no, I don't think they're aliens. I think they're cousins. I, I think they are. are um, I think they're our cousins. You know, they, they, the hidden world is the underground world, and we think of all the traditions in the fairy tradition or the Haldorfolk Nisa tradition, and that's where you get trolls. And of course, trolls are not, they're not little creatures with big eyes and stick weird hair that sticks up. Uh, trolls are, are very menacing and very large. Yeah, and they, but they at any rate, the uh, for them too from time to time. Do they really? I wouldn't doubt that at all. 
But hey, I'm I'm going on and on here. Let's uh, move. I wanted to move that because it's very else. interesting about culture and folklore and the fact that a lot of the things we talk about in the UFO field are also mirroring popular culture. And now, in the last couple of years, we've almost gone into kind of a folklorish fairy tale kind of culture. And I think in terms of what happens on TV and the movies. So, for example, in the movies we have... extraordinary? Yeah, we have Snow White and the Huntsman in the movies. Yes, we had, three versions. Right, two White. different movies, one with Charlize Theron, the other with Julia Roberts. But Julia Roberts didn't make it because the other one also had the guy who plays Thor in The Avengers was one of the right. stars. He was the Huntsman. Okay, on TV we've got Grimm. On TV we've got Once Upon a Time, which is where all the characters from the fairy tales come to life in the 21st century. Exactly. What is there that has made shows like that so popular? I mean, it used to be spaceships. It used to be Star Trek. It's still Star Trek, obviously. So when did the folklore, when did the fairy tales come to play? I find it just totally amazing. Uh, I thought it's everything cyclical. Uh, I've, I've just been astounded by it. I really have no explanation, no cogent theory to to speak at this point. I, I'm just I'm watching it. I'm saying, how much longer will this last? I was really amazed when they got uh, Grimm and Once Upon a Time got renewed for a second season. I mean, uh, to be honest, I watched the first Once Upon a Time and I couldn't stay with it. I. I Yes, I felt, on one level, I felt offended. And on another level, I thought, no, I don't like the approach that they're using. Well, obviously, other people did because it, it's popular, got renewed, but I just find it astonishing. Now, vampires, true blood, I knew sooner or later that they couldn't stay with vampires because, you know, vampires and what you can't have vampires for long without having werewolves. And then you can't have werewolves for very long without having witches and sorcerers and zombies. So I thought if this catches on, which it did, they're going to have to add elements that probably weren't in the original Sookie Stackhouse novels, but they keep adding elements because, again, feeding this. And, and who would guess that zombies, the walking dead, would become one of the most, well, one of the very most popular series on cable. I think, Gene, wouldn't this have been great? Chris, wouldn't this have been great if this would have happened uh, a, a decade earlier? You know, when we were we were about the only ones with two, three decades earlier. We were the only ones talking about this, with few exceptions. And I find it just astonishing that all those things that we were talking and writing about in the 60s is now kind of commonplace. Everyone seems to know about these things or become an expert on these things. And I'm fascinated to see the the people writing about traditions, which I don't know where they're getting the traditions because I'm not aware of them, but they think it's the authentic. They think it's the original, and it's not. It's a whole new gospel of these creatures that's being presented at this time. I can see it now, Gene. Uh, there's going to be a show out there soon uh, featuring uh, a team of tricksters going around playing uh, hijinks on the control structure that's static in our culture, dictating everything. 
I'll tell you what you have to do, Chris. What you have to do, Chris, is simple. Let's set down what they call in Hollywood a treatment and register it before the Writers Guild so nobody else steals the idea. Because you see the theft in Hollywood. I mean, you have two two movies about... just gave it away. (laughs) You just gave it away, man. We have two movies about Snow White in the same season, weeks Mm -hmm. apart. You have two TV shows about fairy tale characters premiering on different networks. You know, obviously each one is reading what the other person is doing and saying, okay, they just registered this idea. They just sold the pilot. Let's come up with an alternate idea and try to get in on the glamour or whatever. Right. We'll get Rosemary Guiley to do a treatment for a show on the gin. That would be great. I could see it now. Guys uh, protecting the poppy crops over in uh, Afghanistan, American um, <laughs> military guys, and all of a sudden they're dealing with these uh, these gin characters. There have been a couple of sci-fi movies, I think, that have kind of briefly looked at that subject, but... But I think Brad brings right. up a very good point. What two, three decades ago was was just inconceivable. Now it's commonplace, and 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 people have, yeah. I think, generally, I think people the the level of awareness has risen to a point where these types of subjects not only are, you know, viable, they're actually popular. And uh, I'm not sure what that says about our culture. I think I think it's disenfranchisement and disenchantment with with the scientific community. I think we're seeing a, a, a wider and wider separation between scientific material realism and and fantasy. And uh, there's something really important going on there. I think it's distrust. But, but think of this. Think think of this, Chris. They wouldn't be seeing these dramas without the science that makes it possible for them to sit in their living rooms. So it's a strange combination of <laughs> irony of the the alternate reality. And the traditional. So I've been wondering, too, if if people had this hunger within for the old tradition, if, if we were just hardwired at one time in our ancient past to accept these kind of accounts as explanations for things that will always remain mysteries. With this whole tradition of the fairy lore, I think many people, besides we researchers see the connection, at least on some level, of how close this is to the reports of abduction, people being taken away, thinking they're gone for a year and it's been only two days, thinking they've been gone for two days and it's been a month. That's part of the whole UFO tradition as well as as the uh, ecclesiasticisms of ufology, if we can say that. Well, we have these same laws, so to speak, and traditions in the fairy lore, which is now incredibly coming out in our advanced technology. Before, we sat around campfires, we sat around the dining room table and told these stories. Now it's it's instantly a mass communication. Maybe some intelligence is keeping us at that folklore level. Maybe we hunger for that. Maybe we hunger for the kind of answers and and solutions that that particular tradition gives us. I'm just saying so many people are disenfranchised from the world that we face now. And maybe science has failed us. That might be another theory we could look into. Science has failed us, so we go back to the legends of folklore. Of course, we still use science when you want to get in touch with us. You can contact us on Twitter, where we are known as the Paracast. 
Brad Steiger joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out, asseenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SEEN1, S-E-E-N number 1, SEEN1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code SCENE1 to save 10%. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. If you're considering a water filter, have you heard about Aquapail? Aquapail from FreezeDryGuy.com has huge advantages over many other water filters. American-made Aquapail units are designed and engineered to not just filter contaminated water, but capture or kill all bacteria and viruses to non-detectable levels. Aquapel has the fastest flow rate of any other water filter on the market, filtering a gallon of contaminated water in about five minutes. That's water when you need it. Now, get the world's fastest, safest, and most reliable gravity-fed portable water treatment system for surface, well, and wastewater sources. Aquapel. 
Available in four sizes starting at only $100. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris is slowly building his trickster voice again. It's been a while. We haven't done trickster stuff, and now you're seeing... Based on Brad, my I'm stu- loving this, man. This is exactly where I was hoping the show would go because, boy, you helped uh, <laughs> you, you know, write the instruction manual on dealing with these subjects many years ago. Of course, I, uh, you know, I have to give a nod to the very important book, I think, Passport to Magonia by Jacques Vallée, which uh, was, I think, his greatest work, actually, which really drills down on this subject. The subject of mm-hmm. of the traditions of a wee folk and and fairies and elves and goblins and trolls and how that kind of morphs into a modern technological uh, sense here in the modern age and I, I think this is really crucial ground that too many people have ignored for too long. You are one of the few pioneers uh, that have really approached this subject in a in a real objective way and uh, hats off to you. I think you and Sherry have done great work in all the, you know, the, just the whole myriad of subjects that you've written about and researched. But this particular aspect is, is one that I find very, very crucial, and I'm really glad we're having this conversation. Well, and in that uh, regard, that's kind of what we're dealing with in the book in progress. A book and, in progress. Uh, Tell me more. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say much more than that, but it's uh, dealing with kind of... Well, I don't know if it's a tangent or not, but for some reason I, I just felt uh, we should we should go here. Maybe uh, because I know Gene is completely open, and I know that uh, Chris is a fellow uh, <laughs> trooper in this area, a fellow theorist. But certainly, uh, Chris, if you'd like, I'll, I can send you something in regard if you would like to make a contribution. Oh man, I'd be honored. Thank yeah. You. So maybe we can make connection on that. I, I I know it's unfair, Gene, just to talk about it and then move away. But it's it's basically encounters examining what they are. Are they part of this ancient tradition? Are they part of a incredibly new, advanced, almost magical technology? Are they occurring in other dimensions of reality? Are we translating the untranslatable in our present understanding of what is real? Are we translating these encounters into um, a theater, a uh, manifestation that we can deal with, and perhaps never seeing the actual, never seeing what we're dealing with, we're only getting bits and pieces which we then are translating as best we can using the traditions and the knowledge of science and the evolution of our thought from ancient time to present to interpret that. Now, did that make it perfectly clear? <laughs> I'm liking it. I've always thought that uh, whatever <laughs> it is that's 
here with us in this closed system, and, and I really do believe most, and I use the believe word, which I never do, but in this case, I believe that we are dealing with energies and intelligences that are as terrestrial as we are, and they're only couching their appearance and pretending to look like aliens so that we can actually deal with their manifestation because what they truly are, we couldn't deal with. Now, okay, I'm going to amplify that. I'm going to ask you to amplify that, Chris, because we have a lot of people there who have been brought up in the legends of UFOs being ET and all that stuff. So you'd suggest then, Chris, that the form in which they take, if we saw their real form, we'd be too frightened to deal with it? Well, I think too gobsmacked and and flummoxed, uh, (laughs) for lack of better words. I, I think it's couching itself in a guise that we're, we're able to ID and actually deal with uh, on some emotional and intellectual level. I, I think it's all being done. It's, it's all theater. There's, there's this, this incredible theatricality that's involved in the so-called UFO right. ET subject. And, and I think it's, it's all being done uh, in a premeditated manner to hide the true nature of what that intelligence or intelligences really are. There you go. You just said what I said in another way, Chris, <laughs> and I agree completely. That That is uh, the position that I have evolved to from those days, Gene, back in New York when we uh, went to the UFO conferences and we were very excited because they're here. I mean, we were nuts and bolts unashamedly, and I unabashedly say it now. We were nuts and bolts then. We we totally accepted that. We were excited by that. They have come. We've made connection. Well, over the years, as as I just indicated, and uh, as, as Chris just expressed so very, very well, uh, that is essentially the position that I've taking now and that we've basically been kind of leading up to in book after book. And this one is when we're really going to get into it. Jungian archetypes, the works, you know, how all this meshes together. You're talking my language. We have to be talking here, of course, to an audience that is steeped in E.T. And we have to show them that there are other directions. And I know we've gotten into where ufology is going on several episodes. Say two weeks ago, we had Nick Redfern talking about the future of ufology Mm -hmm. and kind of suggesting that basically if we didn't go anywhere with it 50 or 100 years from now we'd be dredging out the same old cases we'd be talking about roswell and aztec and any crash that has not been mentioned in those two and now we're trying mm-hmm. to look at a different answer that may be always allowing gene that the extraterrestrial theory may be valid in some ways in saying that the, we're not saying there isn't life in outer space and this is not to say though we're presenting what some people would say is an alternate alternate theory. We're not saying that there is not life on other planets. We're not saying that perhaps in the very ancient 450 million years ago that all this didn't start with an extraterrestrial source. We're simply saying that what we have now is probably a phenomena that has always been with us even before we became an upright, intelligent species. So maybe these are the true owners of our planet? You know, that reminds me, there's a movie out right now, and maybe you've heard of it, the one that produced by Joss Whedon called The Cabin in the Woods, and it's kind of all about Uh, that, about the true owners of Earth. 
I'm glad you said that because we were going to watch it tonight, but Sherry thought it was a horror film, and she doesn't like slasher films. Well, it's but kind of a horror it. film, but there's an underlying theme to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a mixture of reality show, horror film, zombies, and who are the true owners of this planet, and what must we do, what horrible things must we do to our population every so often to appease them. Ah, Sounds good. I know it's been on the shelf for, what, three, six years? Something like that. It finally got released Thor this year. Top, Thor was a college kid, and now, of course, he's, I see he's in the movie, and, and he was just, uh, I think that was his first movie, and he, of course, uh, has moved on in other areas. Right. Now the actor who plays Thor, I'm saying. That's right. That's right. Anyway, we have Brad Steiger. He's written so many books, I can't mention them all. He's got a new title that is not being mentioned, although we might have some participation from our own Chris O'Brien in that title. We have a recent second edition of Real Ghosts, Restless Spirits, and Haunted Places. And we're certainly raising a lot of cane here, I'll tell you. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com if you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com.
Since 1974, Evelyn Gibson has helped thousands of people live healthier, happier, and more productive lives. Gibson'sHealth.com demonstrates, educates, and inspires customers to replace their healthy rows of lifestyles with a health-enhancing one. Now, clean up your body and colon without fasting using Herbal Fiber Blend from Gibson'sHealth.com. Most colon cleansers require you to fast and do colon irrigations, but Herbal Fiber Blend is the only body and colon cleanser that cleans without fasting. A plaque Lined colon invites parasites and candida, and we are overweight because we must eat twice as much to absorb good nutrients. Herbal Fiber Blend also cleans the kidneys and liver, not just the colon. No other cleanser on the market compares to Herbal Fiber Blend. To buy Herbal Fiber Blend from Gibson's Health at wholesale prices, call 800-388-6844. That's 800-388-6844. Or go to Gibson'sHealth.com. Since 1974, over 30,000 healthier customers. Prices are for base buildings only and may not be available in some areas. This is an alert. If your business or church is building next year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. Call General Steel now for the quality and the price in a pre-engineered steel building that you just can't beat. That's right. General Steel can save you thousands of dollars with a pre-engineered steel building designed for your business or church. What does this mean? How about a 50 by 100 foot building for under $30,000? Don't pay thousands more than you should without calling General Steel first. Call 866-99-STEEL today and save as much as half the cost in time of conventional construction. Don't let rising steel prices put your project in jeopardy. Call now to lock in your price for three months. Call 866-99-STEEL. That's 866-997-8335. Don't spend thousands of dollars more than you should. Call 866-99-STEEL today. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned in to the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Chris is now getting into his full trickster mode. I can hear him cackling. I guess I can't hear him cackling. <laughs> are you sure it's Chris? I never know when he does that. I always think that he's trying to be a ventriloquist or is a little dummy, you know, like the little dummy. Remember that movie <laughs> with Anthony Hopkins where the dummy takes control of the person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Okay, so that's yeah. what's happening with Chris here. I'm kidding. But you'll watch The Cabin in the Woods and let me know what you think about it next time we have you on. But do you think that maybe there is a force on Earth, crypto, terrestrials, whatever, that really expects to be managing everything that's going on, or do we just attract mystical forces? Well, I think that is uh, check all of the above. Okay. I I think to say seeking to manage it, I I think we would probably be egotistical to think that we haven't been managed all along. But then that's kind of depressing because we like to feel we are captains of our own fate, masters of our own destiny. And sometimes it's very difficult you know, to say, well, maybe I'm not so really hot after all. Maybe I do have to recognize that there are forces beyond my control. And none of us really like to do that. You know, we, Especially we're brought up in this nation where we're made to feel that we are our own masters of our own destiny. And that's left a big imprint, you know, watching the Gary Cooper movies and the the uh, movies of my youth that were all pretty much raw, raw, rugged individualism. 
And this is something that we take pride in, I think rightfully so, but then we have to be open that, you know, maybe we're not masters of this planet. Maybe there are others living here that share it with us and have been sharing it with us as an alternate species, as a not a subordinate species, but perhaps a superior one. As I said, the, the we people, the whatever you want to call them, the Haldrafolk, the Nyssa, the Puck and his merry band, it may be a companion species who really are older and wiser, much wiser than we are, and tolerate us, tolerate us, and from time to time they appear in one guise or another to offer their advice, or sometimes, if we're getting a little too big for our britches, purposely give us false information so that we proceed at a measure that someone else has laid out for us. And that becomes repugnant to many of us because we don't want anyone dictating our direction. Yes, but you know, Brad, that also happens with organized religion where we surrender to the Almighty. That's being subservient to somebody or to governments where we accept their authority. Right. I was just leading up to that, and exactly my point. You know, we have that choice to make. Well, we we want to be co-equals. We want to be co-contributors to our destiny. And I think that is whatever you want to say, and however we develop it, with the free will that we certainly feel when we're reared in the environment of a republic, as we have been. We, we don't want to be subservient. And yet we do make that compromise with organized religion, at least many of us do. So we have this conflict, I think, that is an age-old, centuries-old, eons-old, that we as individuals must find our own compromise. And if we don't want to compromise, then we're kind of the outsider. I I agree. Uh, I think this is such complicated and... and there's, it's like a, I forget who came up with the term, but it's like a hall of mirrors with quicksand floors. You know, as soon as you turn left, you realize you should have turned right. Uh, as soon as you look up, you realize you, your ear should have been on the ground. Um, it's almost like whatever this intelligence is, it has the ability to guess or, or understand where we're actually going to go um, as investigators, as scientists, as, you know, pundits even. And and that's why the whole thing about the trickster I think really fascinates me because there there seems to be a an intelligent design it's 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 preemptive it's it's pre reactionary and that to me has always fascinated uh, me about this whole subject area and you know where do you think this is going I have a, a really good question here from one of our forum posters Brad um, named Sandemfire he's been on the on the boards here for for several years and. He asks, now that the paranormal frenzy of TV shows and expensive weekend seminars with so-called paranormal celebrities is on the wane, where do you see the field of paranormal research and investigation going from here? How do we reinstitute a quality of professionalism and scientific inquiry into investigating and researching such topics as ghosts, UFOs, multi-universal portals, multi-universal portals, and all matters of high strangeness? Good question. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I I don't want to offend anyone, please. 
But I think the deluge of paranormal programming of the reality nature, I, I think, is working against us for getting acceptance. It, it's become, just as network news has largely become entertainment, we, we don't have, well, maybe, maybe some networks are still news, but if we go to our cables, we, we don't really have news, we have commentary. And I think the same thing has happened now with psychical research. And I'm not saying that, you know, it was due, I mean, it should only be a few of us who are so enlightened and so special. I'm not saying that at all. But by making it this entire mass thing where we have program after program of, I don't know who these experts are. I mean, with rare occasions, is there anyone I know of in the field? But suddenly they are authorities. They go all the dark at night, they bump into each other and say, something touched me, and then someone, and, and they never solve the case. They just go into a place and, and scare each other. That's not what it is to investigate a haunted house, a haunting, uh, no. a supposed haunting. And, and I think that whole, I mean, I, I'm just amazed at how many programs there are that deal with some authority who is self-appointed, I guess, and has convinced some producer and director that he is an authority or she is an authority. And I'm not meaning to offend. I'm just saying, where did they come from? What was their background? What of the literature do they know? What do they know of the history of psychical research? You know, you, you mentioned some some very established names like Crooks and so forth and some of the research that they did and William James. They don't know who you're talking about. Their background isn't the same they, they have, it's just as we have in the movies right now. We don't have young directors and writers who have read literature, who have read books. We have people producing movies who have only seen movies. And, and that's why we have, I think, such a, a repetition and the sameness and monotony to our films. Well, I think this incredible deluge of the paranormal programming is setting serious research back I don't, I'm not going to say 20 years. I don't know. I just think it's set a serious acceptance of our research. It's now looked like anyone can do it. Anyone, hey, gang, instead of let's have a musical, as Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney used to say, it's, hey, gang, after the football game, let's go to a haunted house. Or, hey, gang, let's go work the Ouija board. Uh, again, it's that situation that has, we've been warned against since de Cokeville wrote uh, his take on American society, is the common denominator does dissipate and stretch the reality or the validity of particular areas uh, to such a common acceptance that it's, it's, it loses its specialness, it loses its seriousness as research, and becomes simply anyone can do it, anyone can talk to a ghost, anyone can haunt a house, and we've just watered it down too much. That's our reality show culture. Brad, we'll get into more of this in a moment. Oh, man. We have Brad Steiger with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. <laughs> 
The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Here it is, another election year. And here you are again wishing you knew more about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the other amendments, and the Declaration of Independence. But who has the time to study? Wouldn't it be nice if you could simply listen to them? And wouldn't it be great if they came packaged with an index? Yep, an index that lets you go to any part of the founding documents just by punching in a track number on your computer or CD player. What exactly is the Ninth Amendment? Track 10, play. It's that simple. The Founding Documents Collection on Audio CD. To get yours now, just go to Amazon.com and type in Founding Documents Collection CD. For just $19.95 and $3.99 shipping and handling, you'll have the firepower you need to argue from the ultimate facts that form our nation's foundation. Want to be a hero? Get one for you and give another to your local school for Constitution Day. Go to Amazon.com now and type in Founding Documents Collection CD. That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your fake TV for only $34.95, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional fake TV is only $29.95. So get one for you and one for a loved one. For safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. Faketv.com, the burglar deterrent. The worst drought in 50 years continues, and the first six months of 2012 marks the hottest half year on record. 78% of the Midwest Corn Belt is in drought conditions. Not only corn, but soy, alfalfa, fruits, vegetables, and wheat are all impacted, raising prices. The cost to feed livestock is forcing farmers and ranchers out of business, blowing up your food prices. The only strategy to counter this is to freeze your food cost at today's prices by getting your own supply of foods from eFoods Direct now. As the price of raw ingredients increases, eFoods will have to raise prices too. Now is the time to get your supply. I recently increased my supply from eFoods Direct because we have all known this was coming. You know about their delicious long-term storable foods. The fact is you can
can eat at any time to save money today. And because it stores for 25 years, you're locking in today's prices and avoiding the rising food cost. Don't wait. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. You can bet your life on eFoodsDirect. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Brad Steiger joining us this week on the Paracast after an absence of a couple of years. He is a prolific person with loads and loads of books out there. You look up Brad Steiger, and he owns half of the catalog over at Amazon, I think. His most recent book, Real Ghosts, Restless Spirits, and Haunted Places, second edition. He is working on an untitled piece. Chris was asking questions from our forum members at forum.thepowercast.com. Chris, you got some more questions? I, I do indeed. Uh, this one comes from Pixel Smith, who is arguably, I think, our longest uh, poster. He's been around since 2006, posting at forum.theparacast.com. And he, he starts out by acknowledging uh, your role in his process, uh, similar uh, to mine. And Brad is one, the one who got me interested in UFOs when I was just a kid. He was a friend of my Aunt Irene, and she had all his books available for me to read. Sounds like your grandma, actually. You know, the, when you went over there and was just, yes. she had that wonderful library that actually turned into a library. Brad, his first question is, have your views concerning the UFO field changed over the years? I think we kind of briefly touched on that. But the second, the second yeah. question, I think, yeah. is, is a good one. What subjects fascinate you the most now that you have researched and written about so many topics over the years? I guess it remains the same. The prehistory of humankind, as I dealt with in worlds before our own and in mysteries of time and space, who are we really? Yeah. In worlds before our own, I predicted then that it wouldn't just be Homo sapiens and Neanderthal, but there would be at least five or six hominin species existing at one time in our early history. And we've made it now with uh, Denisophon man found in Siberia in the last couple of years, and we're pushing recognized Archaeology, anthropology is pushing our history as a species or companion species farther and farther back. And we recognize then that it wasn't just Homo sapiens and Neanderthal walking around at the same time in interbreeding, but there were at least three. We have the Florensis, you know, the, the little people who seem to be yeah, the, the hobbits, yeah, individuals. And then we have, uh, as I said, Denisa von Mann now in Siberia. And I think we're going to be finding more and more in South America. And as the ice melts, I think we may see more and more evidence of a very mm. advanced prehistoric civilization wow. that existed before the Ice Age. Wow, I think very we're interesting. Be more and more artifacts. That's a really good point. Uh, you know, with the retreat of, of the, the ice layers up at, at the poles, especially at the North Pole, I think you're right. It may uncover some really cool evidence. So, go I ahead. think in Antarctica, we're also going to make some startling discoveries. Do you, in making these predictions, have any idea when it's going to happen? And if it happens, will we even reveal it? <laughs> good point, Gene. I have been astonished at the 
of the revelation of many cities and temples that have been found very recently. I think we're going to find more evidence, and this I said in Worlds Before Own too, and that's why you might remember, Jane, at the time the book was <laughs> there were articles and newspaper accounts and articles calling for the book to be burned because I was insulting both science and religion. But in that, I suggested, and really insulting some people, not intending to, that we're going to find the cradle of civilization was in South America, not in the Tigris-Euphrates valleys and not in Sumer. Uh, they certainly may have coexisted. That's, that's one thing we're finding, too, with these uh, hominin species. Uh, we had out of Africa, and, and that's probably where Homo sapiens came from, yes. But now some people are recognizing and I had, um, after I'd written an article, I had one of the professors involved in the dig of the city that they found in the, when a lake went dry in Russia four or five years ago. They found a city no one knew about that they said was at least the equal, if not superior, to Athens at the height of its glory in a laid bottom of a lake in Russia. So this man said, you know, we, we don't want to get into a racist thing if you're arguing about, about out of Africa. But he agreed with my premise that the evolution of what became Homo sapiens and humankind today in these hominin species probably evolved in both Asia, parts of Europe, South America, and Africa at the same time. Now, that is going to open up several doors to the people who like the ancient astronaut theory and those of us who say that maybe we had a little help in our genetic engineering along the way. But we're just going to, I feel, in the next 10 years, have so many discoveries and revelations that the old textbooks are just going to all have to be rewritten. Boy, I can't wait for that. I'll tell you, I've always had a sneaking hunch that uh, we, we just – academia and, and modern science are not omnipotent. They don't know everything. And anytime new discoveries that are paradigm shifting in our understanding and reality, anytime these things surface, I think it's really good for us because it shows the infallibility of uh, accepted thinking or, or – you know, whatever is the accepted uh, norm uh, in academia. And it's always good to have these guys uh, realize that they don't know everything. And I think this would also help people, you know, become more in touch with the scientific and academic uh, communities and, and will temper this enthusiasm to jump towards the fantasy and the high strange. I think be, we have these scientists and, and, and experts on such you know high ivory towers that they've removed themselves from from the average Joe, and the average Joe is going to want to watch Twilight or some of these uh, you know ghost hunting shows uh, that kind of fills the gap in their in their their sense of inquisitiveness. And in these types of discoveries that you're predicting, I think are are, are really important for the average guy moving forward in his understanding, but also his connection with the scientific and academic communities. I think that's a really good point. I have another question for you here. This is a little bit off topic. I, I really love where you're going with this, and, okay. and I, I really hope you're right. But this comes from Parareality Saint. He's been a, a poster here at forum.theparacast.com for a couple of years. And he would like to know what you think about ergot poisoning 
and the possible influence this might have had on early descriptions about lycanthropy and its changes in mental and physical behavior. Could this have been the basis for the eventual werewolf we know of today? And if so, did he see or did you see a change evolve from an explanation of a real phenomenon, the disease, into a more mythical monster-type characterization, let's say, uh, of, say, Lon Chaney's beastly persona? It's kind of a long question, but I think you get the gist of it. Yeah. Now, I deal with the ergot um, poisoning in uh, my werewolf book, which is also in its second edition, came out uh, last year at this time. The ergot poisoning, of course, occurred much later in the lycanthropy tradition or the werewolf tradition. Let's remember that there is a time when we all wanted to be werewolves. The wolf and the human came together and evolved together. The human and the canine evolved together and have established a bond and a relationship that has not failed and it is stronger today than ever with our connection with our canine pets. But there was a time when we all danced like wolves before we went on the hunt to bring our wolf character alive. So this goes way back, at least 120,000 years ago, when we all wanted to be wolves, when the wolf was the great teacher, both Sherry and I have studied with shaman and have been adopted into different tribes, and we are presently a member of the Seneca Wolf Teaching Society. And the shaman teaches that wolf is the great teacher. Wolf is the one that taught us all we know about being civilized, and that is true. We based our pattern of our family on the wolf. So way back, you see, 120,000 years ago, we were becoming wolves literally as we danced. Then as we progressed, we had Valentine's Day. (laughs) It is the celebration of the werewolf or wolf, and that's long before the ergot epidemic. I have to ask you more about that because that is fascinating and it raises so many considerations. By the way, the book that Brad's talking about is the Werewolf Book, the Encyclopedia of Shape-Shifting Beings, and that came out last year in the second edition, still available. We have Brad Steiger joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We 
the People Grow Cotton, Weave Fabric, Engrave Ink, Embed Strips and Fibers to Protect from Counterfeit and Carting to a Private Bank, Having it Led Back at Interest, Forcing Taxes to Service Debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Let's keep preparedness simple. Do you need stuff for disasters? Of course you do. For over 15 years, DisasterStuff.com has, well, stuff for disasters. See? Easy to remember. DisasterStuff.com. Want free shipping on a new Berkey water filter? DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. Lots of folks want an EMP Faraday bag to protect sensitive electronics during a solar or nuclear event. Now for a limited time, all survival gear purchases over $75 include a free 8x8-inch EMP Faraday bag. Just enter promo code EMP bag when you check out at DisasterStuff.com. We're also a country living grain mill authorized dealer. Plus, we offer freeze-dried foods by Alpine Air and Wise Foods. We also carry emergency kits, survival seeds, and much more. Preparedness should be simple, and it is. Just remember, DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast, and no, we're not talking about Lon Chaney Jr. or anyone else that adopted the persona of the wolf. Of course, in f- movies, we think that werewolves are evil creatures, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we wouldn't want to meet the type of werewolves that's in the movies, or when someone genuinely has lycanthropy, which is recognized as a, a psychological um, illness. And there are some stories, you know, of people who have been... Well, I've heard from people who believe that is in their tradition and ask their families to lock them up two days before the full moon and two days after and only hand them raw meat... I have a college classmate who is in charge, went on in uh, medicine. She's in charge of an asylum in somewhere in the eastern states who says that when the full moon is available, uh, the blue flu <laughs> breaks out or the white, whatever their smocks they wear. No one wants to work on the full moon because of the effects that it has on the patients there. And, of course, we have orthodox scientists say there's nothing at all to the full moon theory. They've exposed it as nonsense. But that's not asking the police officers, the ambulance, uh, the, the first responders, and so forth. The, the full moon has this traditional effect, uh, whether it's orthodoxy wants to recognize it or not. But I was saying Valentine's Day, uh, there was no St. Valentine. He's a creation of uh, the church who felt that they had to have some figure who deal with actual sexual love and romance. But there was a festival that took place in Rome, ancient Rome, again, long before the ergot um, phenomena. Men would run through with uh, leather quips 
and whip women and try to wrap it around themselves. They were playing the part of wolves and the praying wolves. So I think it's interesting to note that Valentine's Day really began in this ancient ritual. And and that became, instead of sending Valentine's, of course, they just whipped with the little, the little leather thong, which would uh, signify the woman that they had their eyes and attention on. So the wolf and humankind, humankind and the canine, is just inseparable throughout our. We had we evolved together. Sure, but I assume you don't believe that people who think they are werewolves actually make the physical transformation. I've had people call in on various talk shows and say that they they do that. They have film of them doing that. I always welcome. I want to see them. And thus far, Jane, I've I've never received any film. We have people then in their minds who think they become wolves, and they can become dangerous. They can become dangerous. So, but not. I, I would especially if, if they run for political that, office. Yeah, if if someone has that physical ability, then you know it would be startling. If, if they really truly were shapeshifters who are Homo sapiens, now I believe there may be shapeshifters, but they. Uh, relate more to our cousin species than to uh, our own. So you don't believe, for example, that a human being will turn into a rat or a wolf. It kind of reminds me of one of the final of the Wolfman series, which was either House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula, the original Universal series, where one of the mad scientists was trying to theorize why Larry Talbot becomes a wolf, and he said he can measure changes in the brain coupled, quote, with his belief. In other words, that he believed he was turning to a wolf accomplished the fact. And we believed we became wolves when we danced before the hunt in uh, prehistoric times. So belief, of course, uh, can do a lot. It can perhaps accelerate hair growth, perhaps the growth of the nails. But in terms of a complete physiological change, I, if someone claims they can do that, I know that we would all like to witness it. How about skinwalkers? Have you and, and Sherry done uh, very much research into the subject of, of Danae dark adepts that are allegedly able to shapeshift into various animal forms after donning the skin of that animal? Well, we, uh, as I said, we have both worked with, with Shaman. And um, the Navajo, when we lived in Arizona, we had to, well, some people, uh, the book I did, um, Medicine Power, uh, way back in the early, early 70s, uh, I dealt with some of the Navajo testimony of the skinwalkers. And one man was uh, an accredited academic psychologist, psychiatrist, but also a Navajo who claimed, you know, that he had worked with individuals. And then I had um, others came that they would be sitting at a bus stop and a wolf would run up to them on the hind legs and then, or a coyote, excuse me, would run up on their hind legs and then take off and they knew that was a shapeshifter. That was a skinwalker. And then one of my few novels was The Chindi, which deals with that kind of phenomena of uh, someone who has that ability to possess animals, not to become an animal, but to possess animal to do his evil bidding which, again, is the tradition of the Chindi in the, the Navajo people. 
Since we're on the subject of wolves, uh, this comes from a fairly new addition to our family at forum.theparacast.com. It's Spooky Mulder, and he asked, Mr. Steiger, you once mentioned on another radio show of an investigation you did where the witness reported a sighting involving a 2D holographic animated Big Bad Wolf and Three Little Pigs. I would like for him to expound on that because I once had a sighting of a 2D holographic animated caterpillar that had a face that resembled the romper room bee. And no, I wasn't hallucinating. I was too young. Can you be too young to hallucinate? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love that question. Though. I, I don't know if there's any age limit, but um, I, I think I know what he means. He was well, he wasn't on hallucinogens. I think is is actually how it was. Uh, I and no, I wasn't on hallucinogens oh, or hallucinogens. I was too oh, young. Okay, all right. No, this is um, an, an interesting phenomenon, and we wonder about that and. I wondered about that way back when I started researching and having people see aliens and people see ghosts and so forth, and people say iconic, the Nordics, when we call the Nordic entities. And, and you remember uh, way back in the 60s and 50s that we had a much more diverse cast of characters in ufology. Now it seems to be limited to those pesky, mean little greys. But there was a time when we had the Nordics and we had the the, the uh, large um, cockroaches and we had uh, an like small hairy dark dwarves in South America. <laughs> exactly, the which they're still seeing down there. I think yeah, it reports yeah. regularly. Robots. And Jerry and, and I were just talking about that. Isn't that phenomenal that you know we're we're still seeing the little dwarfs down in in South America? We just got a bunch of reports the other day. But this is seeing nursery rhyme characters. Uh, the person who relayed this to me, I have great confidence that he was truly telling me what he believed to be the truth, what he perceived to be the truth. And the only thing that I would say in that regard is, Chris, just as we were talking earlier about they're using the energy, they're using what they see in our minds uh, to present themselves in a way that can be acceptable, but may be frightening to us, but they they think it's something we would understand, is that somehow whatever was in this particular witness's mind happened to be the big bad wolf. Now, maybe because the man was frightened, maybe he regressed to his childhood when the big bad wolf uh, yep. really did frighten him. Yeah, the so human mind reverts the primal symbols. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's the only explanation I would have for that. And it's just what we were saying, which, you know, we have to recognize not everyone will agree with the theory that Chris and I were expounding a while back. But I think that would explain why some people would see, uh, you know, the big bad wolf or would see some monster from his or her childhood. We have to look for these monsters or benefactors, depending on your point of view. We have Brad Steiger joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to AsSeenOnTV.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. 
Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out as seenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SCENE1, S-E-E-N number one, SCENE1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code Scene 1 to save 10%. Good day. Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources. September 28, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 1780.90. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1824.68, for a half ounce, or 456.17 for a quarter ounce. That's 1824.68, and 456.17. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. 
Thank heavens Chris O'Brien is not howling. Okay? No howling, although we talked about the shapeshifters. Uh-oh. We've got a problem. <laughs> we have Brad Steiger joining us. He's written books about anything related to the paranormal. And I think we might still have a question or two left in our forums before we go on. We do. This one's a little off topic. It comes from a, a poster who I don't see very often on the forum, but because you're on the program, he's come out of the woodwork uh, at forum.theparacast.com. Question. Are you aware of the notion that the Illuminati, founded in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt, and I've never been able to pronounce that name, were actually trying to infiltrate and use mysticism as a bait to trap German theosophers and mystics into disassociating the coming enlightenment from its hermetic origins. What do you think of the possibility that these Illuminati were simply trying to sever modern scientific knowledge from its, in uh, parentheses, possible ancient roots? Interesting question. That is a very interesting question. And uh, it, it could be, uh, as well as any for the motivation of Weishaupt to have organized, he was a college professor, of course, he may have, uh, that's, that's a very interesting premise, and I appreciate the individual sharing it. We know that today the Illuminati is blamed for everything from uh, various wars and high cholesterol and everything else, it seems. We have the Illuminati, which in our conspiracy book we dealt with at length. The Illuminati as a mystical society, that in a couple of centuries before, in Spain, there was a group of monks who called themselves the Illuminati, and that was more on a spiritual religious line, as one might suppose. And then when Weishaupt, uh, the, again, the principal of Bavaria said, you know, cut it out, knock it off. <laughs> we don't want Illuminatis around here. And uh, ostensibly, that's what they did. They eliminated, they closed the society, which was basically a collegiate uh, organization. But then the after the French Revolution, some people began to thinking, you know, there was this Illuminati begun in Bavaria. The whole idea, I can't believe the peasants could rise up and the lower class could rise up against us aristocrats. I'll bet those Germans in, or those Bavarians, in with the Illuminati, they must have had something to do it, with it. And that's really where, for the first time, we have global conspiracies beginning that were pretty much isolated to particular areas. So that theory uh, is an interesting one, and I appreciate uh, the individual bringing that up. It's something Sherry and I will have to look into. We shouldn't uh, forget that the uh, early Christian church uh, and later on the Roman Catholic church did a very good job of stamping out uh, rival mystical uh, cults and, and groups. Uh, the Mithra cults were pretty much dissolved. Uh, the Gnostics were chased and the, the Cathars. And I mean, you go down the list of, of esoteric, more personally spiritual, um, individually spiritually based groups uh, were hunted out of existence pretty much and stamped out by the early Christian church. And then, of course, later on, then you might have, a, I don't know, this whole idea of taking the whole alchemical pursuits, that particular pseudo-pre-chemistry uh, or pseudo-scientific uh, and illumined uh, tradition and, and pretty much doing away with it. Of course, you have the Bohemians and 
the young king and queen that tried to set up Bohemia, an al- alchemical country, and and they were attacked by the Spanish. And and I think that's when uh, was not when Rene Descartes had his angelic visitation and was told that uh, the secret of all things is in measure and number. Interesting subject, and I'm really glad that sub- that uh, question came up. Yeah, true. True alchemy is, uh, as you're aware, obviously. It's very fascinating to study. It isn't at all, you know, what we first were told in our early examinations and textbooks. But if you really get into some of the more esoteric volumes of, of alchemy, uh, it, it's it's a fascinating with the goals and the, and the individuals involved in our uh, encyclopedia uh, that year, you know, the, the three-volume encyclopedia uh, that we did Oh, I forget. That must be about 10 years ago or so already. Yes, in the Gale Encyclopedia, the usual and unexplained, Sherry and I included the, in the, the entries, the lives, and the uh, research of, of many of the fascinating alchemists of the Renaissance and of the Enlightenment. And, and it is not what one would think, you know. It was an organized, and so much of our Everyday items that we use today were discovered by those alchemists. So, again, a period of time that was heavily legislated by the strong arm of the church. And as Chris just mentioned, so many of these uh, early demonic societies were what today we would call scientific research groups and were literally stamped out. But the bits and pieces of their research surface from time to time and just fascinating to explore and study. Most amazing things I think I've ever seen personally was the large silver platter that's sitting in Versailles that's half gold that supposedly Saint-Germain was able in front of the court to transmute it uh, halfway from silver into gold. And it's, it's still there. You can see it. It's on display. I think there's a lot of secret knowledge that the alchemists, uh, through trial and error and, and lots of hard work, were able to come up with some things. But because of the paranoia that they had relating to their work in the church, they often couched it in these very almost nonsensical you know, wordsmith formulas uh, that when you read them now, right. it sounds like the person is like on some sort of drug or something. You know, the... the uh, Burning the dross off the winged uh, this and the just some of the, just very weird treatises that they that they would hide their their formulas in, and of course now we've lost the the key to understanding much of this. But but you bring up a very good point that uh, you know that whole branch of inquiry I think was pretty effectively stamped out. Um, but we do have the vestiges of that in the modern day. And, and again, the interesting thing, or one of the interesting things was many of the alchemists crediting a man dressed in black that mysteriously appeared in their laboratories and gave them an example of the magic lodestone, the philosopher's stone that would turn base metals into gold. That's fascinating because is that an early manifestation of a man in black? Or is that someone from the underground empire coming up to slowly feed a humankind billions and pieces of information that would help him evolve a more exact and profound science than he had at that time? 
a good point. I, I kind of forgot about that. Although, you know, maybe Johnny Cash was a time traveler and he'd show up and, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I'm here to give you the lodestone. Brad, I got to do the break, then we'll do that. We're breaking in a new voice, I think, from Chris O'Brien, his Johnny Cash voice, right? We have Brad Steiger with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Let's keep preparedness simple. Do you need stuff for disasters? Of course you do. For over 15 years, DisasterStuff.com has, well, stuff for disasters. See? Easy to remember. DisasterStuff.com. Want free shipping on a new Berkey water filter? DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. Lots of folks want an EMP Faraday bag to protect sensitive electronics during a solar or nuclear event. Now for a limited time, all survival gear purchases over $75 include a free 8x8-inch EMP Faraday bag. Just enter promo code EMP bag when you check out at DisasterStuff.com. We're also a country living grain mill authorized dealer. Plus, we offer freeze-dried foods by Alpine Air and Wise Foods. We also carry emergency kits, survival seeds, and much more. Preparedness should be simple, and it is. Just remember, DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. 
Hi, my name is Annette, and due to menopause symptoms for nearly two years, I suffered severe hot flashes, which prevented me from sleeping all night. It was so hard to work because I continued all day to have the hot flashes from hell. I was exhausted and depleted. After only three weeks on One World Way, I have no hot flashes, and I'm sleeping normally again. I feel energized and strong. This is an amazing product. It is a little-known fact that every single cell of your body is supposed to produce 10% of its protein content as glutathione. But due to toxicity and aging, it does not. Could glutathione be a missing factor in optimal cell function for your entire body? If you restore the optimal glutathione levels in your cells, especially your glands and organs, then as a result, your glands and organs work better. Imagine the quality of life improvement you might have. To order One World Way, call 888-988-3325. That's 888 888- 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com that's oneworld w-h-e-y.com hi this is nick pope you're listening to the paracast is that the johnny cash voice that was kind of a weak attempt right you have to say hello johnny, johnny cash. cash the paracast hey that's better what do you think fred you're on yeah, the that was paracast better. He's going to keep doing it till he gets it right, but we don't have a show that long. Well, I don't know. Ring of Fire, I always thought it was like some sort of like loosely based song about a venereal di- disease or something. Oh, goodness me. Sorry about that. There is silence. And they say I tell bad jokes here. So I just want to point to other <laughs> frequent offenders here. Okay? They are now being silent. Okay. Are we back on? Well, we've been on for a while. Oh, okay. (laughs) Brad Steiger joining us. He's author of maybe 12,000 books on UFOs, psychic phenomena, the paranormal. And we're getting through about 900 at this particular episode, right? You were about to say. (laughs) We're working our way through, aren't we? Covering a whole... Well, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my return, Gene, and nice to uh, meet Chris this way familiar with some of his books, but we've never spoken before that I can recall, so it's been very nice to do that, and nice to connect with Paracast again. We kept in touch, but uh, has it been two years since I've been on? I think so, yes. Yes. Time flies when you're having fun or not, I'll tell you. Anyway, let's kind of look into more subjects here to deal with before we let you go, and I want to basically drift back into the infamous ufology thing because you know we so much emphasize how ufos are far more complicated if that can be considered complicated than maybe just spaceships but there's still a large portion of people i mean if you do a survey of the number of people who believe in ufos it's almost a given that 99 percent of them will say spaceships so being in this field for as long as you have brad steiger how do you change perceptions as to what they are, or is that just too complicated to explain in a Reader's Digest formula? Far too more complicated, far too more. Uh, again, I think it's, um, <laughs> as I said, Gene, uh, we were excited that the spaceships were here, remember? <laughs> we We were enthusiastic. They're here, they're here, and I think this is a a wish that many people have. I don't think 
and we were always told, we were told repeatedly, the government's covering up because they know we can't handle the truth. You know, we we can't, our religions would disappear, everything would just be demolished if we knew aliens were visiting. Well, we even have the Pope now saying, that, or at least uh, his uh, approved scientists saying that they recognize there could be life on other worlds or that there is life on other planets quite possibly. So I don't think there would be that shock anymore. But then we have perpetually uh, movies or television series like Falling Skies and uh, demonstrating that they are coming. If they're coming, they're coming because they're vastly superior and we're ants or we're less than nothing and and uh, they will enslave us, they will destroy the world as we know it. So it's an interesting dichotomy here of fear and promise. I think secretly those people who maintain the ET hypothesis have within them the hope that these people will come in peace. They will come to advance our science, to eliminate uh, the climate change, to eliminate or to rectify or balance climate change, let's say that, they can't eliminate it, to eliminate hunger, to cure cancer, to do all those things that we have not yet achieved. So again, it's that everlasting hope of the city on the hill, the city on the hill that has great philosophy, that has great answers to the questions that plague and trouble us most. So I think there is within probably all those who maintain that ET hypothesis. And again, we're not saying that the ET hypothesis has not been true in our ancient past, in our prehistory. And we're not saying that there is no possibility of life on other worlds. We're just saying that perhaps the phenomena that we're witnessing now is largely made up and controlled by an intelligence that we cannot yet comprehend that has always been with us behind the scenes, the wizard behind the curtain, directing us in subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways, and that we do need to examine, once again, our mythology, our religious traditions, our um, various philosophies that have always spoke of the other, I have always spoken the other, and that's that's what I choose to say now, not aliens, but the other, the other that has always manifested, that has always interacted with us, sometimes very subtly, most times very subtly, and sometimes very overt, which then startles us, frightens us, or seems to fulfill a promise. Bring up some very, very, very good points, uh, something we've talked about here at the Paracast uh, extensively, and that is... We're dealing with outmoded religious control structures that are just not supplying people with the type of, of belief-centered rituals and, and things that they can identify with. And, and I found myself last week at a, at a UFO conference with a lot of true believers, uh, uh, to be polite about it, uh, in the audience. And at one point, I actually said, don't you people realize that you're here sitting in the pews of the new church of the 21st century, and I'm the preacher, and can I get an Amen. <laughs> and I got an amen. Amen. They didn't yeah. just throw you well, out. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're familiar with the fellowship that Sherry and I did for Double Day. Uh, oh goodness, twenty years ago maybe. 
But in that, we, we went through the contactee philosophy and the contactee preachments, and we indicated that what we're seeing is a new religion in the making. And I think that it has become uh, a transfer of what has been our orthodoxy in incorporating uh, the outer space gospel. And that seems to be what all the contactees, if you go through there, it is really kind of an updating in a more palatable scientific manner of delivery. And it is, in a sense, very great sense, as you just said, a new religion. But isn't it interesting when we look at the folklore of UFOs, house, for example, for a while when aliens came here, they were nice people. We had Steven Spielberg had this mm-hmm. change, this morphing from good to evil. So we had Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We have kind of an alien exchange program. They're here for good purposes. We have E.T., little childlike That's creature. Right. You know, just a no. wonderful, friendly little creature. And we mistreated E.T., but he forgave us for it. But then Steven Spielberg gives us War of the Worlds, the modern rendition of the H.G. Wells story about aliens on the loose. And then, of course, he's producer, executive and producer of Falling Skies. So why do we have that? Is it just the Hollywood trends or something more? Well, you know, I believe there's something more, of course. I, I think that um, we are... No, no one reads books anymore, alas, alas. But they go to... And even, you know, the World Wide Web, more than they go to movies. Movies are having a bad time. But we learn now by that flickering image, either on the set in our living rooms or on the, in the cineplex. And that is the best way to, I think, on some level of consciousness, these individuals are being influenced to show us both sides of the coin. And also, as some people would say, to prepare us for contact. If it isn't contact, it's to prepare us for the realization that we're not alone this other intelligence and intelligences, the other, the other has always been with us. Well, the other question I have about the other, whoever it is, would that force want us to know, or do they just play these games here and there and everywhere, and they don't really reveal themselves in a way that you can basically get a handle on them and say, okay, we know what they're up to now. It's always kind of on the edges of society. Of course, we still use science when you want to get in touch with us. You can contact us on Twitter, where we are known as The Paracast. Once again, that's The Paracast on Twitter. We have Brett Steiger joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Whether 
whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Now at DeseretFoodStore.com, sign up for a one-month supply of delicious food for only $99 with free shipping. That's right, only $99. Gourmet restaurant-style meals with a 30-year shelf life. Packaged in heavy-duty Mylar bags for easy transport and freshness. Meals like stroganoff, lasagna, teriyaki, five-bean chili, granola pancakes, and much more. Visit DeseretFoodStore.com, spelled D-E-S-E-R-E-T, foodstore.com, or call 801-444-1444. Food for now, food for life. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Every GCN listener deserves low-cost, high-quality survival and preparation products. Get yours now at CampingSurvival.com. For example, save on the Life Straw personal water filter for only $19.95 or the WaterBob emergency 100-gallon fresh water system only $24.95. Get one for every bathtub in your home. And Bridgeford Foods, tasty, ready-to-eat MRE sandwiches start at only $2.95 each. CampingSurvival.com is a convenient one-stop shop with over 17,000 urban wilderness and preparedness items, supreme customer service, very low shipping, and no games. We search the web to make sure we have the lowest prices. And remember, CampingSurvival.com is 100% USMC veteran-owned. Do business with the authority on survival since 1956. CampingSurvival.com. Want more savings? Use coupon code GCN at checkout for a 5% discount. CampingSurvival.com. Confidence born of preparation. Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Big Berkey water filter products and great-tasting, long-lasting, storable, wise foods are both now available on one website, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Wise foods, ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25-year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with wise foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit Big B-E-R-K-E-Y waterfilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or go to BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So the ever-ephemeral or elusive other, 
We're talking to Brad Steiger with oh, Gene and Chris on the Paracast. Brad, your response? Well, in God's of the Prayers, I took an optimistic look and saying that their purpose is to drag us into the future, kicking and screaming in some cases. So that is the optimistic side. The not pessimistic, but the more realistic side is perhaps they'll never reveal themselves exactly as they are. But I still do believe that it's largely an educational process for us to recognize, you know, the potential we have as human beings, the potential we have to rise above and to conquer our own problems that we have within us, that ability. And we need not look to a great teacher in the sky, a great teacher or intervener on Mount Olympus, that we have within us that ability, that power to become so much more and to really move us into another phase of human evolution. So we just have to follow it. We won't know what's going to happen. We're just going to follow this movement and travel where it takes us? I guess so, unless someone comes up with a really remarkable formula <laughs> to, to crack their code. Can we assume that's ever going to happen, or is it always going to be this one step beyond? Well, I guess I'm the eternal optimist. Uh, I think it's going to happen when we have... And, and this sounds a, a little uh, evangelist, evangelistic, and I don't mean it to. But when we demonstrate as a species that we can go uh, 24 hours without murdering thousands of our number, without defaming and killing those who disagree with our point of view, with our political position, where we can have more exchange of intelligent ideas rather than hatred, when animosity as a species begins to, to moderate and to indicate that you know, we, are, we are beings in the process of becoming who we're supposed to be. And at this point, um, when, when people can rise in mass because of an interpretation of their religious idol and kill others and not have an openness and, and to show once again the rigidity of this uh, primitive espousals that my way is the only way until we have an openness, until we have uh, a time without bigotry, hatred, and avarice, uh, I, I don't know if we deserve to evolve, but let's let's all. And as I say, I'm not trying to be an evangelist here, but but I really think that we are. We have not reached our full state of evolution. I think that we are evolving, and and we don't want to use probably the word spiritual, that has certain connotations. But at the present time, maybe that's still the best word. We need to develop more of those spiritual, um, recognizing everyone as our brother and sister, recognizing that we are, have the responsibility for this planet 
It's not going to come from angels in the sky. It's not going to come in a spaceship from another world that we alone are the custodians and responsible for this planet, and we have to accept our responsibility as caretakers. Boy, here, here. I couldn't agree more. One, one thing that's always troubled me, and I know you've touched on this uh, in the past, also Jacques Vallée in his book Messengers of Deception, um, have brought up the disturbing po- possibility that this emerging belief structure that we're seeing surrounding ETs and, and the paranormal in general, but it, 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 it's really fertile ground for societal manipulation. And with the advent of holographic uh, you know, projection technology and, and uh, you know, beaming uh, certain frequencies of microwaves uh, to resonate in your skull and, and talk to you in your head, we could see a Project Blue Beam type of event where some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. angelic presence is visible in the sky and it speaks to everybody. And, and this this is a very real possibility. So we have to be really yes. careful yes. Uh, when when we look at some of these events, especially mass events, uh, Phoenix Lights, uh, you know, uh, some of the Stevensville uh, recent reports from 2008, some of these events uh, could kind of spiral out of control and we might have to run to our, our protective structure, the government, to save us from the, from the angelic being that's uh, warning us against some sort of cataclysm or, you know, I mean, your mind can just take this uh, scenario and run with it. So we, we always have to have that, I think, in mind, uh, that this could be a form of societal manipulation uh, using, using these beliefs uh, and, and using it to manipulate um, fellow man. Well, and we have to recognize also, and I, I mentioned this, um, well, in, in our conspiracy book, one of the reasons we feel there is so much interest and fascination with the various conspiracies now is that so many people are obsessed with the apocalypse at this time. And every once in a while, you know, a, a minister or a preacher will, will say, a pastor, whatever, will say that um, he's been given a vision of the end of the world. And this makes press, and then, of course, it happens in the world's there the next day, and, and then he will quickly announce, no, no, I was wrong. My computations from the book of Revelation indicate it will be in uh, September, not in May. So we keep progressing this, but people are really obsessed that this is the time. These are the end times. We're living in the end times. And as you say, and Sherry and I have speculated that if someone had the right wrong holographic imagery and they suddenly projected on the skies over every major city four horsemen coming galloping, people would think it was uh, the apocalypse. It was Armageddon. Let's not give me any ideas there. Four horsemen in the sky. (laughs) Someone's got to report a sighting like this. Somewhere in Europe, you think? Well, no. Well, how about over the Middle East? Maybe they'll have Britney Spears in a bikini. I mean, imagine the uproar that would cause. Yeah, yeah that would drive them wild. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Well, now that you've gone there, yeah, we're right. going to get some cards and letters. <laughs> yeah, you thought that film about Muhammad uh, having his way with the uh, 
with the local girls was bad. Man, if they ever tried to do that, all bets would be off. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's one good reason for E.T. to want to end it here. We just can't get our acts together. It just gets messier and messier every year. And either E.T. or some outside force comes down and says, you know what? You've had your chance and you blew it. Let's try someone else. Let's try the apes next time. Or maybe we did try the apes and we got you. (laughs) I was wondering why. We'll go all the way with the wolves. Okay, we've had a howling, smashing time here on the Paracast with Brad Steiger. Brad, tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff you do. Well, they can check our Facebook, and they can go to our website, www.brad, B-R-A-D, and, spell out and, A-N-D, Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, dot com. And I see that you always very graciously carry our website on your your own Paracast website, which we appreciate very much. Thank you. Chris O'Brien, where can we find more of your stuff? Well, it's a strange planet, as I think we've demonstrated today with Brad, and my website is OurStrangePlanet.com. You can find us on Twitter, where we are known as the Paracast. We are the Paracast on Twitter, and by the way, we are on Facebook, too. You can check the Paracast fan club there, or me, Gene Steinberg. So, either way, we like it. Brad Steiger, it was three years since we had you on last time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. Well, my pleasure as always. Thank you so much for your hospitality. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.